1: If I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to WealthWithoutWallStreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Joey, man,
0: we just launched, I believe, the coolest thing in Wealth Without Wall Street's history.
1: Okay, uh, tell me more.
0: What do you mean, tell me no? You know exactly what we did. I agree with you. Why but, are you trying to play into but, this? But hey,
1: everybody else listening right now doesn't know what you're talking about.
0: You don't know. You should know. Go to wealthwhitewallstreetcom forward slash passport, and you will actually get access to the tool, to a course that will help you get the first step underneath your belt on the way to financial freedom.
1: That is clarity, getting your goal. In mind, so that you know exactly where you're heading towards financial freedom. All right. Why did we use the term passport? Because think about passport. What is that really in light of? Whenever you're traveling, don't you need a passport to go from different places? Yes, you do, but you need to have the destination in mind. And that's what the passport does. And I'm not
0: talking about some garbage vaccine passport. I'm talking about like a real passport. To be able to cross country lines, you always needed a passport. Well, in order to cross the line from being not financially free to financially free, from trading time for money to not trading time for money, this course is going to give you that clarity, as Joey said, to help you think, to help you uh, unclutter your mind from all the things that maybe distracting you, maybe the noise that's preventing you from being able to do and be
1: and have the things that you would want if you were financially free. So this is a course that you need to take right now if you haven't done it. Wealth Wall street.com forward slash passport so that you have your goal in mind. And speaking of goals, that's what today's uh, podcast is about too.
0: It really is. I, I think this episode today, we're going to be talking about how people who are over the age of 55 can can apply infinite
1: banking in their lives, how they can apply that a part of the financial freedom formula. And it, you, you may be hearing this saying, way. Wait, wait a minute isn't people that are over 55, isn't this like too late for them? Like doesn't infant, infant bank doesn't really work for somebody that's that old. Right. But I think we uncover many of the challenges or the answers to that challenge in this episode. And it all comes back to having your goal. Well, I
0: think about how this applied in our life, my wife being a dentist, her parents being over the age of 55, us being able to connect infinite banking so that benefited both of us. If you're interested in strategies for you, for your parents, or maybe for you and your kids, this is going to be a great episode. Let's don't waste any more time. Let's belly up.
2: Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race, And start your own mailbox money lifestyle now don't let these handsome southern draws fool you these financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings increase cash flow and create passive income all without the help of wall street are you ready to break through now here are your hosts russ morgan and joey murray
0: welcome in to the financial freedom roundtable I am Rusty Idea Guy, Morgan. I'm sitting around the table with the best coaches in the nation. To my right, my business partner, the man we like to refer to as the Italian stallion, he's got the license plate covered to prove it, Mr. Joey Murray. How are you, Joey? Hey, hey, I'm doing good. You've been out of the office a long time, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> I, I, don't know. Uh, I don't know how long I was going to get before I didn't, I didn't, that, that came in. Yesterday, me and Ernie were talking, and Ernie was like, Man, uh, is is Joey's necks hurting? I'm like, What do you mean? He goes, Well, I didn't know if he had whiplash from coming in and out of the office so quickly today.
1: <laughs> Thanks <laughs> a lot. Thanks a lot. Hey, Lily Kate had her last golf tournament today, yesterday and today. It was a two day tournament. And I will say this if there's not Another reason for financial freedom, it is to know that you're able to be there for your kid when they need their
0: your support. That's true. I, that's what financial freedom is, is right. Being able to make choices that you want to make.
1: I mean, it is huge. Somebody's got to carry the bag. <laughs> exactly. I was a terrible caddy, but I was a caddy nonetheless. All right. To your right, the
0: man that we like to refer to as downtown Ernie Brown, the Indiana Jones of finance, Mr. Ernie Brown. How are you?
2: Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing really good.
0: It, er, Ernie, and my, Ernie and I held up this side of the table last week, when you were gone.
1: Yeah. And it was crushing. Crazy. Thank you. We were crushing. That, that was something. It, that was also, that was time away with my bride. Yeah, I know. So that, thank, that's, you, thank you for giving me that.
0: <laughs> every every uh, statement, uh, Joey gets to talk about another experience where he was not working. <laughs> we don't have enough time, so let's get across the table to Mr. Incredible, the man. With a million dollar smile, J D Hill. How are you today, J.D.? D? I,
3: I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Um, I'm, just, we're just gonna leave it at that. I can't, I can't follow the hey hey hey's. Uh, so I'm just, we're, I'm doing well, thank you. I
0: didn't know if Fat Albert was walking into the room or, <laughs> or what. All right, the resident pilot, the man to get you home safely, Mark Caragucci.
4: Incorrectly pronounced, I'm sure. How are you today, Mark? Doing better, guys, doing better, guys, getting over my cold. So hanging in there. All right. Today's topic
0: is how do we think about infinite banking if we're over the age of 55, right? Last week we we focused on someone who may be under the age of 35, a young single adult. Now let's talk about someone a little bit older, right? We're cause sometimes this is potentially a stumbling block. Well, I've come across this concept of infinite banking. Along the journey of becoming financially free, I know my cash has to reside somewhere. You guys have turned me onto this book, becoming your own banker. I'm learning that banks are storing billions of dollars in this thing. You guys seem to love it because you guys have hundreds of policies. It seems like between the uh the five of you. But am I too late in the game to do this section? Maybe should I just skip this section and go to the next because isn't buying life insurance not really beneficial to me? as old as I may be, or is, you know, is life insurance expensive now that I'm over 55? How would you answer that question? Joe?
1: Well, my, my first take on that is number one, if you're coming across this now in light of the picture of financial freedom, this could be the way, like you've tried everything else and you're like, wait a minute, there's something else about this that could get me there. You're never too late for that, right? I mean, this is a new place for you to blaze that trail. And not only for you, but for generations to come. Okay. You so owe it to yourself and to them. All right. So first
0: take, Mark, how do you um, think about this for someone who's working um, through financial freedom and they're trying to process, do I apply infinite banking if I'm over the age of
4: 55? I think where my mind goes is, 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 is what you're doing working. Okay, because if it if 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 it is working, then then great, tell us about it. But if it's not working, are you curious about looking at an alternative? Okay, how about you, JD? What's your first take?
3: Well, my first take is I relate so much to this um, because I'm over the age of fifty-five, so I easily relate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I I think you know I've been in this industry um, for almost fifteen years and. I think for somebody that's over the age of fifty-five, I think what their thought process is is like this has to work because of my age, right? And I've, I've, you know, Joey stole some of my thunder here, but what you've done before, you're not feeling like you're getting results and it's not working, and so you're looking at this as like this this has to work, right? Like I have to get super laser focused because I don't have that long of a runway or a ramp to make it work. So like it has to work.
2: Gotcha. How about you, Ernie? The conversations that I have with with people who are 55 or older is almost always about their kids. I, I want to create financial freedom, or in some cases I am financially free, but I've just learned about this and I'm thinking past myself. How can I do this for my kids? How can I get my kids to start this themselves? Because I feel like I'm too old to do this myself. That's of the time, what what people are talking about.
0: So what I kind of open with, which is a common objection is I feel like I'm too old for the insurance policies to be a real good fit for me, but I do see the value in it. I want to see how can I insure potentially my kids?
2: That's right. That's, that's the initial question. And the conversation is always from my side so far, well, not so fast, (laughs) fast. (laughs) maybe not. And in a lot of scenarios, it makes sense to, to start at that generation. I, w-
0: I want to come back to that because I do think that there's a very practical conversation can be had there to help someone understand why it may not be such a bad thing, but maybe it isn't too late in that regard. I, last week we made the, the conversation around the younger you are. I believe that generation has the greatest potential to get to financial freedom the fastest because they have the least amount of expenses. Now, when we had this argument several years ago, Joey, I believe your argument was no. I believe this group, the age 55 and older crowd, could get there faster. And your point was
1: is that they have assets. They have the ability to press the gas pedal and go. Well, that and just to your point, J.D., what you mentioned and then also uh, Ernie, like you're at a point where you have motivation built in right? There, there is a, a true, like you're staring down potentially, man, I'm getting close to where everybody said I was going to be financially free. Like I was going to be retired and yet I don't see the way that's going to happen. So I've got to get serious. Like I've got to take in the education part of being financially free, which we would say, I mean, financial freedom does not come apart from education. You have to go through education and people want to have that easy button. But if you're at this age, you realize I have to learn something new if I want to have a different result. Well, here's what, yes, I agree. You have to maybe think
0: about things differently and learn along with it. But also I would say the benefit of maybe being a little bit older is that you have more life experience. You have a greater network. Maybe you have people that can help you take advantage of opportunities Someone who's younger, maybe hasn't had time to experience, even someone who's in our age demographic, right? Who is so busy with schools and kids and the business as a, as itself. We don't even have that time maybe to interact, to even have some of those conversations potentially. So Agreed. I think we, we've said it before to, to be successful, right? To, to take advantage of opportunities here. Here's four things you need. You need experience. You need opportunities. You need time, time, and lastly, money money, and you don't need all of those four things, do you? No experience and opportunities will find money every time, right That's right. If someone without an opportunity but has money can can find the deals
1: yeah, right, and, Your and money I would, will find
0: and I would say this group of people a lot of times have money. They potentially have experience in opportunities, but maybe not. Maybe they could then find a network of people who are experienced who can help expedite that process. And I would even argue the time part there. Typically, as you start getting in, into the mid to late fifties and over, you start opening up windows of time because I'm thinking about our kids at that age are now exiting college, right? And and you know, not that we're not busy with life and things are going on, but as compared to the, the stage of life, maybe you're coming out of, you are freeing up time, right? When, when you no longer are running people all over the place, you have a little more time after you come home from work. So there may be opportunities now to think about that five to nine, right? The, the thing I can learn after my nine to five that I really can uh, push the gas pedal on and go. Totally agree. All right. Well, let's talk about a few examples. I, I love learning from stories, right? I think when I hear an example of what someone else is doing, it gives me an idea. Not that I have to follow it. Not that that idea should apply exactly to me, but it gives me, at least me, the idea guy, shocking. It gives me the ability to dream. It lets me think of another way and usually be critiquing, say, oh, I'd do that better. I would have done it this way. So talk about a story. Talk about someone, Joey, that you can think of that really stands out in your mind that someone else could learn from.
1: So I I, I think of a couple from Texas that I was able to help a few years back. And they, they, they called in having had a great foundation financially, like doing all the right things, checking the boxes, discipline, um, their budget all in line, so on and so forth. But they kind of had this awakening that debt wasn't the only thing that they needed to solve for that they needed investments that would actually turn into cash flow to help them offset towards financial freedom. And, and so anyways, they started looking at infinite banking differently. They they actually had come from the Dave Ramsey school and learned a lot of great things from that, but they also learned the negativity about, oh, a well, whole life insurance is bad. And so th- anyways, through that whole process, they re- they started seeing life insurance and this process of infinite banking as the means to creating passive income through real estate deals. And subsequently now it's turned into legacy opportunities. So they've been able to buy policies on their kids and even helping their daughter through vet school and things of this nature. So, so how does someone over the age of 55 even buy life insurance? Is it, is that really a thing? I didn't think you needed life insurance when you're older. Well, the need versus the absolute use of it is totally different. Isn't it cost prohibitive though? Well, if you're solving for death benefit alone, you look at it from a cost perspective. Explain that, put numbers to that. Okay. So for instance, in this, in this person's case, let's say that there are, they are 55 and they're trying to buy a million dollars worth of coverage their their cost versus somebody that was 35 or 25 for that matter would be significantly higher from the insurance company's
0: um, perspective so if they bought an insurance policy for a million dollars and they're 55 it cost them how much i don't know right off the top of my head just make up a number i don't know is it five thousand? okay and how much would it cost a 30 year old $1,000 a year. Okay, great. I'm just wanting to make sure the person who's not familiar with life insurance at all,
1: I want to keep you in the discussion. I'm guessing, by the way, so we're just going off of that. (laughs) But so in this case, when we started solving for cash and the use of a whole life insurance policy from that angle for this couple, their death benefit wasn't as high on their policy that was, let's say, I don't, again, I'm making up numbers. Let's say it was $25,000 for their premium. Their $25,000 premium didn't buy as much death benefit as the 30-year-olds, but they were focused on the same percentage of their money going to cash as the 30-year-olds. Okay, so the, I'm going to press pause there
0: just so the person listening. you going to say it, it differently? I, yeah, hopefully. I'm not saying that you said it badly. I just think saying it differently helps someone who doesn't understand uh, what you're talking about. I, think, I, you, think, you,
2: Russ. I think Russ missed you. He's being nice to you.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just trying to keep him in the discussion here. And so here, here, what you just said is, if I, have, if I have $25,000 and I'm a 30-year-old and you have $25,000 and you're a 55-year-old, we both have the same goal.
1: 100%. In this
0: process, which is what?
1: Financial freedom.
0: And we, we're putting in
1: a life insurance policy for what purpose? For opportunity fund.
0: And what can, do we get cash out of that?
1: Yes. Okay. Cash okay. is the basis. So yes, we're we're
0: focused sorry. on cash. We're not no, focused. I'll on, get there. So the death benefit is irrelevant if you're 30 or if you're 55 when you're buying insurance the way we buy it. That's right. Is that right? Yes. That That's the whole, the so what? Because the death benefit doesn't ever come up in the discussion. That gets the objection out. The I only think. time the death benefit comes up in the discussion is when? Legacy time. Well, when, when the insurance company says we can't give them this much.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Right. When they when they want to put more money in than the insurance companies willing to insure them for that's the only time the death benefit ever comes up as a discussion. So that's why, Ernie, I think you were saying earlier that when someone comes to us and they're over the age of 55 and you say, hey, by the way, you know, again, our goal is to create financial freedom. Our goal is to store cash in a place that's liquid and accessible. Because what's the biggest obstacle to becoming financially free? Not having access to cash. So we want to get your money out of places I'm not going to say equity in your house or your 401k are, are, are the worst places you could put it, but there's better places, right? So sometimes people move money out of places that are not accessible and they put them in places like this, but they say, well, I don't think I could do it on myself. I should just do it on my kids. Well, cause what, it'll
1: be cheaper. Well, is what they
0: think. It is not cheaper. That's right. Tell me more about that. Arnie. So
2: I think about one of my top three, four favorite podcasts from, from the past four years of our show okay we interviewed one of our oldest clients somebody who's been with us the longest dr smith and not oldest in age
0: oldest has been the the longest tenured client that's right okay
2: that's, that's what i'm saying and i love that up that that episode because i just really love what he's doing and in that to your point is putting money in place you can't access it he said he got tired, he'd been doing this long enough, got tired of seeing his 401k become a 201k. <laughs> he saw that happen a, a, more than a couple of <laughs> times. And he said, I got to do something different. And that was one of the catalysts for him finding this idea. He was introduced by a friend, I think, Yep. to the book. He read it. He, could, he connected with you, Russ. And the other idea for him was, I really care about my family. Kids are getting older in college. Uh, graduating, getting married, having grandkids, and is starting to think long-term. I want my family to be really successful for a long time. So a couple of things for him was, I've got this business and I, I need to be investing in this business because I see opportunity to grow it here. So for him getting access to cash, for him to invest in his business, allowed a safer investment route than what he was seeing through the Perpetual two hundred one k.
0: And can I jump in there? I was uh, having a conversation with a a mutual friend of his the other day, and they were he was sharing with me that uh, Doctor Smith actually just hired an associate to come into his practice, and he was telling the mutual friend how he was able to recruit the guy is because he had invested in technology that was cutting edge, completely outside of what the normal endodontists in the world were using. And this guy was looking for someone who was using that technology because he wanted to learn from. And so that guy traveled from Michigan to come be a part of that practice and ultimately became an associate working with him, which he was looking for somebody. And the reason he was able to do it, because he had been investing in his business.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Really, And, cool. and that, so he was growing his business and that's attractive to the marketplace. The other side of the story was that he really cared about his family. And he realized using these insurance policies for the things that I'm going to do anyways, invest in the business, is going to create a legacy for the family in the form of a death benefit. And the greatest impact he could make was to insure him and his wife to the maximum degree that he possibly could, simultaneously teaching his kids what he was doing with his cash. I've changed my strategy. Here's what I'm doing and started buying insurance policies on them. And then when I came around, he was buying insurance policies on his grandkids. And the thing that I love about that was not only was he growing his business, he was setting his family up well, but he's also educating his family along the way. And now we're seeing some of them come back and start their own insurance policies because they see how this works and they want some well, and how
1: it. How is he educating them?
2: Well, I would say if you're listening to this, absolutely go find that that episode. I think it's called How to Grow Business opportunities and
0: how to generate legacies, opportunity, legacy opportunities. Something like that. I'll find Jimbo it a Smith.
2: Yeah. It, it's awesome. But what he does is he takes his family on a, on an annual vacation. That's a pretty normal thing for families to do, but while they're at the beach, it's understood that they're going to take a, take a few hours, one evening, one morning, whatever it is. And they're going to sit around and, and have a financial conversation. This is what's going on in the family's finances. This is what we're doing. This is what's coming. And just through those experiences, they're saying, I want to do that too.
1: I think that's so cool. He he has specific time set aside every year to invest in them. uh, And he also makes it fun.
2: Yeah. So they're perfect. Episode 62, how to create business opportunities and generational wealth through infinite banking. Check out that podcast. What a great podcast. Okay.
1: I've heard enough about infinite banking. I'm pretty sure it's a fit for me and my family, Russ. How do I get started? Let's take that pretty sure and make it darn sure.
0: Reason you do that is that you get clarity, Joe. You need to get on a 15 minute call with one of our coaches at wealthwallstreet.com forward slash free
1: call. Then you'll know where you're starting from and where you're headed. And only then can you implement the infinite banking process. All right. So go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash free call to get that 15 minute
0: conversation, gain clarity. But now let's jump back into today's episode. JD and Mark, I mean, come on, jump into the discussion here.
4: Well, the opportunity that came to my mind was um, one of our other clients he called and he wanted to set up a policy on his wife. And he was in his early 50s. She was in her, uh, I think it was mid, mid 40s. So it was very easy to set up a policy on her because he already had one on himself. And the, the whole purpose was, hey, you know, we, we've got this cash. We're farther along in life. We're established. I'm on board with IBC. I like the principle of it. I want to get my money back into my own control and be able to leverage it when I want to. So boom, sets the policy up on his wife, structured it the way that was going to work for them. And because of that, then immediately the conversation flipped around. Well, you know, we've got one on me. We've got one on my my wife. Hey, what would it look like if we did it on my kids? Because, you know, then I can set them up right now. I can prepare the next generation to be self-sufficient or at least to be better positioned that if they, when they're ready to borrow money, they don't have to go hat in hand and they don't have to deal with all the rules and regs of what the other people with the money are going to make them do. I mean, we just saw a great note in the uh, in the community. You know, last year, Wells Fargo said, uh, we're done with HELOCs, we're out. Mm. Completely shut it down. If you had one, you were okay, but there was absolutely no business. And then now you've got the banks coming out again with another round of, mm, you know what? Uh, Wells Fargo, again, we're actually done with the personal line of credit. We're going to start scaling that one back we're going to unwind that one so the rules that had been in place were now being taken away and let's take a look at these types of policies this type of storage facility what we're using it for have the rules changed during the entire of the pandemic and the answer and, is no right and and when you're not in control
0: of that you don't get a chance to be able to make those decisions jd think about You've Like you said, you've been in the financial industry for 15 years. You kind of have been able to analyze and see and listen to a lot of conversations with people who are in this demographic of the things that are going on in their life. Let's talk about just a few of those, and then we can maybe brainstorm of how others have used strategies to overcome some of those. You want to bring up a couple of those topics that just come to top of mind for you of things that people have done and, and, and struggle with over time?
3: absolutely yeah i'm I'm so glad you asked um you, you know for, for like when you think about kind of um compartmentalize the different age groups you know 20 to 30 30 to 40 40 to 50 so on and so forth um we all have eight different experiences and as we get older those experiences tend to give us more wisdom we hope right um and you know we're 20 or 30 or 40 years old. And, you know, we think that's what's happened to other people won't happen to us. And, and, and so we tend to, to respond to things differently than what an older generation is trying to teach us and give us wisdom on. And then you become that older generation and now you're looking back thinking, geez, why didn't I take that same advice? Right. And so what I'm, what I'm getting to is the whole notion of taking exorbitant amounts of risk for the life of, of savings, right? Meaning so many people that I've, I've engaged with and talked to, you know, th- they believe that they're going to be in the index fund, the S&P 500 for 30 or 40 years, right? For their entire retirement. And that's just not the case. And, you know, I just, I, I think of so many conversations that I've had with people um, around just planning in general, you know, because Russ, a lot like you, I come out of that financial planning background, that financial planning space, and IBC is such an amazing tool that people can use as a means to take some of that risk off the table and and, and start putting it in a place where now you have full use and control over. Because so I think one of the biggest challenges for so many people in this particular age group is the idea of not putting money in their 401k. Like that's a hard thing to get your arms around because that's all you've been indoctrinated with, if you will, to believe as the only means to which you can actually achieve financial security, which is just patently false like it's not true
0: well let me jump in there real quick and and at at age 55 there's a specific thing that uh happens with 401ks what's that what's the what's the one thing that people are 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 granted the opportunity to do at age 55
3: oh catch-up
1: provision
0: they they do the catch-up provision right? right yeah so like what you're saying is is that there's this This pull, right, to put money into it. And then all of a sudden they get to age 55 and all of their peers, people who are similar in age to them, are now putting double the money in there. They're able to, you know, catch up, catch up all that money that they didn't put in there. And so now it's like, well, wait a second, I should be putting in there. I could be doubly putting in there. And, but yet I'm listening to this message that 401ks are not getting me closer to financial freedom because it's about accumulation. I filled out the retirement calculator. I realized that I need 33 times the amount of money that I spend in order to be financially free through wall street. And I make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I spend a hundred thousand dollars a year. I need $3.3 3 million in an account and I got 400,000 and I'm 55. That seems like that's going to be a struggle for me, right? Right. Things and, are
1: not going to go well.
0: And, and what, <laughs> what else are on their plate, Joey? At this point in time, what else is happening?
1: Well, at, at this point, they've got kids that are either in college or exiting college. Okay. Right. They may be empty nesters, so they may be considering downsizing, or at least they've paid down on their house substantially. Right.
0: Well, okay. So let's press pause on that. Right. I think that's a good point to talk about. What What is important about
1: having a house that's two-thirds of the way paid off if I'm 55 or older? Well, here's what I would say important about it or what people are talking like giving advice about. Okay, let's let's talk about both. So, <laughs> I would say the advice around that is, "Oh my goodness, just keep now you can pay extra on your house because your kids are out of college, all that expense" is now back in your hands and you can start paying extra on these things. Isn't that amazing? What, what if I got this thing paid off by the time I'm 60? In fact, I, well, let me say this. I remember having conversations with people in the mortgage industry and they would say, hey, um, what would it be? What would my payment be if I dropped it to a 10-year? And I almost every time knew this was somebody in their 50s calling me, asking me that question. Because I want to get it paid off because who wants to have a mortgage after when I retire, when I quit working. Right. Exactly. And and so the the question then becomes is how much more risk are you putting yourself in by increasing your monthly payments to pay down a mortgage? So what, what would be the risk there? Well, the risk is what happened to a guy that I helped. Okay. Tell me he was in his he was in his fifties. He wanted a 15 year mortgage. He, we dropped his mortgage uh, down to 15 from a 30. You dropped the, the length of mortgage, the length of but time. his payment didn't go down. Did it? his payment went up. Okay. And he about six months later calls me frantic and he like, man, uh, this is around 2008, 2009. He said, I just lost my job. Never th- saw it coming. Um, I have no idea um, do you, you know what what are my options with my mortgage because I know i'm going to have trouble paying it off. By the way, he owed less than half of his his house' well, like his, Which is, his, what you, value.
0: is what you just said a second ago that we have two thirds of our house paid off we're trying to expedite the last third, we end up increasing our monthly payment to try to reduce the time left on the mortgage,
1: and then the risks are I potentially lose my job. Exactly. Okay. Well and then you can't pay any payment, let alone the higher payment that you just What's
0: another with. risk? Once someone loses their job, right? They lose the ability to make the mortgage payment.
1: What else did they lose access to? All the equity. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, he was asking me, Well, what what are some options? Can I get a line of credit from you? Can I do anything to just have access to some of this Put money? Put a band aid on this thing. Yeah, just just till I get on my feet again. And the answer is, um you have no income. You right. have no ability to repay. So I can't, unless, I can't give you a new loan. So unless point. you're willing to sell,
0: there is no other way to get access to the cash. 100%. Is financial freedom uh, attainable, Mark, with no debt? Like, is that the only stipulation? You have no debt, you're financially free. No, I have I have yet to see equity put food on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, JD, you, you have a saying as it relates to paying off debt. You can't pay off what? You can't
3: pay off the cost of living. It it, like,
0: it always exists, right?
3: It'll it will always exists. I can pay off all my debt, but I can't pay off the cost of living. I will the, always have a cost to live. If
0: I don't have a mortgage payment, I still have a power bill, don't
3: I? Yeah, and if you're in Texas, you got property taxes. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, there's always a cost, right? So what is, we, we go back to the financial freedom formula is what, uh, Ernie?
2: When your monthly passive income is greater than your monthly expenses.
0: Okay, so that has nothing to do with how much debt you have. It has nothing to do with how much money you have in a 401k. It has nothing to do with what interest rates you're getting on any loan that you have, right?
2: It has nothing to do with how much money you make.
0: It has nothing to do with what rate of return you're getting on your investments. What does it have to do with? Cash flow. It has to do with cash flow. Is the cash flow coming in greater than the cash flow going out? Exactly. So when we make financial decisions that impact it, the reason coming back to the the concept of how does infinite banking help someone who is in their mid fifties? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to go to an example. So my father-in-law in in 2008, we're having a conversation about what is he going to do with money now? Okay. Mark, help me with the math here. So uh, he's, he's 74. That was how many years ago? 13 years ago? 13, yeah. That puts him in his early 60s, correct? 61. So a little bit older than this this range. He's coming to me trying to figure out how do I create cash flow? What do I do? I go, well, you got cash. Megan's got a humongous loan for this dental practice we just started. We're paying almost $8,000, $9,000 a month to Bank of America. If we took bank of America out of the middle. You paid off the loan. We pay you, we solve your problem. And we're still making the same payment as we were. He's like, does it work that way? And it's like, why not? Why wouldn't it work that way? And he's like, okay. So we were writing a check for almost $8,000 a month for about 10 years until Megan sold her dental practice. Now, do you know he didn't need that $10,000 a month? Where do you think we put that money, Joey?
1: in a policy.
0: But but not why did we put it in a place to store cash? I could have chose a checking account or a savings account. That's what everyone else he knew was doing. Why did we choose a dividend paying whole life insurance contract? Cuz it's better. No, how's it better? <laughs> a lot better. No, it, <laughs> there's people that are listening right now that don't understand this. You and I get this. We, we, we have done this for so long. We take for granted that this is a place to store cash
1: that, that gives us many benefits, please, for them, share some of those benefits. Okay. It gives you access and liquidity to your money. It gives you safety. It gives you an actual return, not the, the point zero, nothing that, shows up on your statement from bank of america or wherever what did did it do for toby talk about toby's specific situation what are all those benefits doing
0: for him
2: did he buy that policy on megan he did and megan owes him a certain monthly payment she did and if megan if megan were to pass away there'd be a death benefit on that policy there would have been that would help toby be full again that's right there's a benefit a humongous benefit huge
0: Right. And and at the end of the day, he needed a place for his cash to go. What was happening in 2008, and 2009? Um, all hell's breaking loose. Really big things. Yeah, the, the financial crisis, right, was happening. Do you think he felt confident putting his money anywhere, much less a bank? No, there was banks actually failing. Hundreds of banks were failing exactly. all around him. The FDIC was being bailed out. There was conversation of what what how, will people actually lose money that they thought was fdic insured because the the, the fdic ran out of money people don't know that fdic yeah. ran out of money the government i e taxpayer bailed out fdic and people are like okay what's going to happen here so was he confident in putting money in any institution that he had already seen fail no how many of the um, mutual whole life insurance companies that we do business with failed in two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Zero. Zero. They didn't fail then. They didn't fail during the the eighties. They didn't fail during the seventies. They didn't fail during the Great Depression, right? So he was he was comfortable putting his money in a place that he knew he could access. And yes, it gave him a little bit better rate of return than his checking account. But what else did it give him? It gave him opportunity. And when when you have cash in a place, Joey, what is it that Garrett McCarty told us you have to do when you have money sitting there? You got to tell it what to do. What else did he start telling what what to do with money? He started finding real estate deals. He started finding other business opportunities. The, and this is, we could go eyes on.
1: become open.
0: On and sure. on and on. There's so many ways. And this applies to whether you're 55, 85, 25, right? The, the conversation today, I think it was good for us just to bring out a couple examples of people who are in that bracket. But it's also to demystify some of the objections. Like, I'm too old for insurance. Well, it's not about insurance. It's about cash. Exactly. The only limitation. You're never too old for that. Now, if you're uninsurable because something's happened in your life, right? My dad, whenever I started doing this, he couldn't buy life insurance. He was a type 1 diabetic. They were not going to allow him to have it. I mean, as much as he wanted to buy life insurance, they wouldn't wouldn't sell it to him. Well, but you know when he became a type 1 diabetic in his early 30s? (laughs) So it had nothing to do with him being 50, 60, 70 years old. That was something that happened early. We've insured people into their mid to late seventies. It's not an age thing; it's a health thing, right? So take care of your health. Money and health go together, right? You need you need both of those to be uh, to enjoy it.
1: That's right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, infinite banking is not about the insurance itself. It's about the use of cash. And so you're never too old for it, especially if you're on this journey with us to financial freedom. Cash has got to be front and center. And if you're sitting there and you're saying, well, Joey, Russ, I mean, love love hearing all this. All you guys on the round table add so much value, but I don't know all the things to do with cash. Do exactly what Russ just said. Put it in a place where you can access it and immediately you will start to see things differently that when the money is tied up in that 401k the IRA the 529 plans all the things that you've been fed over your entire career it, it you it was constantly making you not see opportunities you you were you were blinded from them so put them in a place where you can access them and the opportunities will find you financial freedom the biggest obstacle
0: to achieving it is what again Access to cash. That's why we keep having this conversation every single week because we want to reiterate how you can overcome that obstacle. Now, the second biggest challenge is not knowing and not being around other people who are on the same path and journey as you are. So you have a chance, you have an opportunity. If you want to join a group of people who are on the pathway to financial freedom, you need to be a part of our inner circle. So you can go to wealth, white, street, dot com forward slash inner circle. And find out how you, too, can be a part of this community and meet weekly, live, ask us questions, as well as have meetings with these coaches to help make sure that you get to your financial destination much quicker than the quote-unquote 65 or 70 that's being perpetuated out there. As always, we really appreciate you listening to this podcast. Have an amazing day.
2: This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast.